One of the most healing benefits of mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice was, I admit freely, a complete and total surprise. And the reason for that is that when I started the practice many years ago, I did not even realize, I was not even conscious of the fact that so many of my extreme emotional reactions, or what I also refer to as internal reactions, were something that I really had no idea what was actually happening. What would happen is that someone would either say something or do something, or possibly not say something or not do something, and somehow I would react uh, automatically and I, and for so many years, for most of my life, I had no idea that what was driving these extreme reactions. And believe me when I tell you that they never felt good. They still don't feel good to have these, you know, very intense, unexpected. It's almost in a way, it's almost like a shock to the system. There's some, for some reason, and many times I am reacting Probably, I would say way more in, you know, it's way more extreme than the situation warrants it. But that's where as a human being, I just continue to extend unconditional love to myself. And when it sometimes when it happens that people that I'm interacting with that have some sort of extreme, unexpected emotional reaction of sorts or some kind of what I refer to as an emotional outburst, I, that I also want to always extend that unconditional love to them as well and to uh, to not react to their reaction. So for me, that's really been what most of my life has been like. I have been baffled and completely puzzled sometimes when I would find myself, you know, minutes in or hours in to a really extreme reaction. Maybe the, the and, and, and these have different flavors or different ways that they manifest themselves externally. In other words, that that nervous energy, that energy in my body those emotions will basically come out in a lot of different ways. I may lash out at someone, and that is something that I certainly never, ever want to do. And it's not that it happens often, but I do admit freely that it has happened from time to time. Uh, the other thing is I possibly will have, well, man, this reaction will manifest itself in me uh, basically having uh, some sort of anger at someone where I won't necessarily say anything. I'll just completely internalize it. And what I may do is I may turn away from them uh, or I may close my heart to them. I may close my ears and actually not listen to anything that they're saying because I'm so busy being the person that is incredibly angry. And for so many years, what I found was that at the end of these, I would eventually kind of what I refer to as I would come to, I would begin to be conscious again and uh, feeling incredibly drained energetically. And I would feel many times ashamed of myself, and especially if I did something overtly, if I lashed out at someone, if I said something that was uh, basically not really warranted in, you know, for the situation or from the situation or by the situation, I should say. But ultimately, I would find myself feeling very embarrassed and ashamed of myself. And then that would really feed more of the negative self-talk. I really felt for many years that there was something wrong with me. I used to refer to this jokingly, but I don't know that it was completely jokingly, as this green monster that was lurking inside. And it wasn't that there was anything evil about it, and it wasn't, you know, it, at the end of the day, I really, I know at my core, I know that I ultimately do really want to love people unconditionally. I really do want to care for people. 
I really want to be there for people, but I also realize that there is this uh, somewhat unhealed inner child that was looking for attention for so much of his life, and he's still in there. That inner child is still there. And thankfully, I've had an opportunity to work with a very gifted healer that has helped me do a lot of that work to really heal that inner child and to recognize that uh, that child still lives within me and that that little boy that ultimately wanted attention from people and wanted uh, certain reactions from people is very normal and very human. So getting back to what I was initially speaking about was that I found myself earlier this week uh, having, and it, this is actually recently, this is very recent and very fresh. This has only been, you know, within the past, uh, 36 hours or so that I found myself in one of these situations and, uh, the details of it really don't matter at all. This is something <clears throat> essentially that happened in my work life. And that's the other thing I wanted to mention too, is that I think in a lot of ways that, uh, any kind of extreme emotional reactions or internal reactions, uh, can be very, uh, what's the word I'm trying to use here, can be very uh, challenging in the workplace or in the work environment, whether we work in an office or in an establishment of some sort, uh, any kind of establishment or working with any organization, no matter what kind. Uh, when we're actually in front of people every day and working directly with people, I think the stakes are even higher because I know that ultimately we're talking about our own job security, so to speak, or if we own the business or an owner of a business or in charge of an organization, no matter what it may be, that uh, that is a place where uh, extreme emotional reactions can cause all kinds of other issues besides all of the issues that they cause when they manifest themselves in our personal lives. And thankfully for me, the one, uh, the one advantage I find, it, it's also a disadvantage, is as someone who has been self-employed working at home for almost three decades, uh, there is this ability to be able to kind of let, you know, let myself go through whatever it is I'm going through. If there's anger, just letting it take me over and just feeling whatever it is I'm feeling and just in kind of wallowing in it uh, until I don't anymore, until I finally realize there's no need for it. And that's, that's really where mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice have helped. But what I want to, uh, to, uh, to share is that in, in the work environment when, or just, you know, whatever it is that we do for a living, uh, or working with other people, no matter what the situation, that uh, these kinds of reactions can cause uh, can you know can cause other challenges that we don't necessarily always see in our personal lives. And I had one of these where, and again, the details are not really important. But what I feel like is really important for the purpose of what I'm sharing today is the benefit of mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice. And so, what essentially happened is that I received a communication, and this is really just to kind of replay this uh, on a, uh, at, you know, kind of at a higher level, you know, kind of looking down from, you know, 10,000 feet above, so to speak, and to kind of see what happened uh, from a different perspective, which I, find, which I have found is helpful. I received a communication that completely triggered me and I was, I was aware that I was triggered and, and that's, that is definitely uh, due to practicing mindfulness for so many years, uh, and it's available to any of us. There's certainly nothing special or unique about me or gifted in any way. I'm simply a flawed, fallible human being who is human and uh, is, is, is as susceptible to emotional outbursts 
and uh, turning things in on myself as any as anyone else is, and maybe in some cases more so. But ultimately, well, I found myself basically with my feet on the ground, standing up at my computer, and I was essentially completely and completely and utterly triggered. And I, it was a situation that had happened in my work life that has happened numerous times before, and it's nobody's fault. It's just that, and it's not even so much about the person that communicated it. In this case, it was someone communicating something about something that was not shared with me that should have been shared with me in a much more timely manner. And that's not a, it's not a judgment, but in this case, in terms of working with a group of people, uh, with communication being so important, when uh, that does not occur, uh, it is very, very frustrating to say the least. But I also do want to own the own the fact that my frustration and my reactions and how I respond to things like this, and I know this goes without saying, is ultimately my responsibility. And that's why I was moved to start this practice decades ago because I knew that I was not. It, I previously had not been taking responsibility for my own behavior and for my own internal reactions that manifested themselves in lashing out at people or withdrawing from people. And I paid the price for that. I, uh, I burned a lot of bridges and, and turned away from people who I totally and completely and utterly convinced myself did not care about me, did not love me, and did not have my best interests at heart, only to find out years later that that was not always true. But that's, that's what I believed and the reason I believed that was because that's what I was busy thinking. And the thing is, I don't want to fault myself for having those thoughts because ultimately I don't want to, you know, judging myself or beating myself up emotionally will not change anything. But where I found myself was that I was busy thinking these thoughts and there was no way for me to stop them, uh, nor did I feel like there was any way that I could stop them. And really where I, stu I suffered needlessly for so many years of my life and for a good portion of a good percentage for the majority of my life is because I didn't know any other, I didn't know how to cope with those overwhelming thoughts that just kept happening over and over and over again. So in this case, I was triggered and I admit it, I admit it, and I want to be completely open and transparent about this that I, there was a part of me at a different level of consciousness that was totally aware that I was having this reaction. I knew that I was triggered. Even, you know, taking advantage of that little bit of headspace that mindfulness practice offers us, there still, thankfully, was an awareness that I was triggered. But what I want to really stress here that I found to be so important uh, in looking back at this situation and any other situation that I found myself in like this is that even though I was aware of it, there's no way for me to try that. I, there's no button I can push to just make it stop. Because if I actually try to resist whatever it is that I'm thinking, whatever it is, whatever emotions are coming through me, I have found for me that the worst thing that I can do is to try to suppress those. Uh, if I find myself beginning to be ashamed of thinking certain thoughts or feeling certain emotions, I know that that's ultimately just a reaction as well. And if I can treat it that way, if I can realize that, you know, it's, it's not a judgment, it doesn't have to be. And even if it is a judgment, there's no way for me to stop judging myself until I actually become aware that I'm doing it and then allow myself the ability to breathe and to get still, whether I can or can't do that physically at the moment 
to at least, you know, engage in some sort of meditative practice. It might be deep breathing. It might be walking. There's so many different uh, techniques that are available, but it's ultimately about, for me, realizing that I, there's no need for me to waste any time and energy trying to stop this runaway train, so to speak. It's already, it's already gone off the tracks. It's already already off the rails. And so what I want to do is to begin to care for myself in the only way that I can really do that. And ultimately, it's not even a selfish, uh, it's not a selfish pursuit. I really want to care for myself because I know that if I'm capable of hurting others with my words, uh, with either lashing out with uh, at them, withdrawing from them, saying things that I know are going to uh, distance me from people or alienate me from people in some way or offend people, or hurt them possibly. There's a lot of different ways this a lot of different ways this can go, but that I want to be able to give myself the gift and give other people this gift of giving myself enough headspace to get out of my own way and uh, and to not add fuel to the fire, so to speak. And so I found myself yesterday. Literally, it's like it's like going from zero to a hundred miles an hour. Uh, in in no time at all, literally, it is it is just this immediate change. There's suddenly my body, my nervous system is completely overwhelmed, and it's like I could literally feel it in my body. And I think there again, that's just dude. There's nothing special about me. It's just that, and this is available to any of us that you know do these kinds of practices of of what's referred to as you know embodied energy. There's so many different ways to work with our body to become more aware of what our emotions are and how they're manifesting themselves. Uh, in our bodies. And I knew that I was completely triggered. I could feel all my muscles tensing up. I could feel my blood pressure rising. And I knew that I was already already headlong into this thing. And uh, it, it is overwhelming at times, I will admit. There's times where I have gotten so uh, uh, triggered and so upset and so beside myself, so to speak, that it it's it, it literally causes anxiety of its own because it's just everything it's everything is just lit up it's just this oh this energetic overload happening and my mind is completely overloaded and I'm completely mentally overwhelmed and the thoughts are just coming you know uh, you know thousands and thousands of them it feels like I don't really know you know how many it is but it just feels like it's overwhelming and it's too much and in this case, what I found was, is that I became, I, you know, thankfully with mindful, with mindfulness practice, uh, there is this ability to cultivate by practicing being aware of our thoughts, being aware of our reactions, that there begins to be this new perspective that, that, uh, that develops. And so you're able to see this and it's not see, you know, wanting to see it so that we can stop it. At least for me, it has not been. And for people that I've worked with, with this, but it is really to become aware. And then if I become aware, you know, it still may kind of go on for a while. And there again, this isn't about judging it if it does or not. Uh, it's just really about letting the energy move where it's going to go and giving myself the ability, creating a safe space so that I can begin to let this run off before I continue to keep identifying as the person that's completely triggered and upset. And so there, it did result in me contacting a couple of other people who were involved in this situation. And uh, the, the beautiful part is that I realize that I know how I can be and I know how I've been in the past. And I know in a, in a situation this, of, like this five years ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, I may very well have picked up the phone and my energy may have been really off-putting for other people. 
I may have actually in, you know, in the past and I know I've done it. And I know, I guess what I'd say is I'm not saying I maybe did it. I know I did it, but I know that I'm very, I'm still very susceptible to that if I'm not aware of how I'm thinking and what I'm thinking and making sure that, uh, not trying to stop it, but just being open to not believing it just because I'm thinking it. If I'm reacting and feeling that emotionally, I, I want to remember that that is very, very most, li- most likely and very likely it is the relative truth of the situation. It's the truth how I see it. It's not how it really is. And I want to be able to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I can't do that if I'm completely lost in my head somewhere else overthinking and overreacting to something that I think is being done to me or said to me that is upsetting me or triggering me. So I found myself beginning to, you know, the reactions were starting to manifest themselves in physical action. I picked up the phone, I made a couple of calls, and there, the little part of me, that, that little bit of higher perspective, so to speak, at a higher level of consciousness, began to recognize I could, I could feel the other person's energy as I began to speak to them about this and trying to, quote-unquote, get to the bottom of this and make sure that these people knew that I was triggered and that I was upset. And I'm laughing because I, ha- I, I definitely I found one of the ways to heal is to find the humor, what my guru used to refer to as finding the humor in the predicament uh, or the predicaments that we find ourselves in in being human. And there are so many, I found. And now it is, it's very healing to be able to, to laugh at this. And I'm, and I'm not laughing at anything that I may have caused other people because I will admit that ultimately I did end up calling both of these people back and apologizing and making it right with them and explaining to them that, uh, you know, why I had, uh, had had a certain tone and why that I was, you know, my energy was a certain way. And I wanted uh, to make that right, uh, first and foremost. And thankfully, I had enough of a, of, of a working relationship with these people that I could speak my heart and, uh, and to trust that they heard me and to trust that when they said that they understood and that it was okay and uh, no offense taken, that uh, all I can do is, is trust what they're saying. And also, I realize if that's something that they're saying and they don't mean it, there's, no, there's never any way really for me to know. And I know that in the past, after uh, engaging in these kinds of emotional outbursts, it is, uh, it's very easy to find myself beginning to you know, project onto them how I feel about me and, and replaying the situation and feeling embarrassed and feeling inadequate and feeling like there's something wrong with me. But in this case, I just trust. And because I know at the end of the day, all I can do is make it right. All I can do is speak my heart to people. And if I really, I don't want to tell people I'm sorry and apologize unless I really, truly am. Unless I've really given myself an opportunity and given myself time to understand what exactly it was that I did. And uh, to understand that maybe that may have felt to them, possibly the first call may have felt very much like how I felt when I got this phone call that started this whole sequence of events. And the beautiful part of this is that it all revolved, it was based in fear. It was based in insecurity about a situation, a work situation that I had been engaging in. And I recognized very quickly that it was coming from the mentality of fearing the discontinuation of this, fearing somebody not communicating with me and maybe having another agenda that I was not aware of. And as someone who's been self-employed for almost three decades, Believe me when I speak about how the fear and insecurity of continuing the worries and fears about continuing to make a living and continuing uh, the work that is being done, uh, it is very, very real. And it's something that I certainly have befriended that fear 
I'm not 100% there, and I don't know if I ever will be, but I certainly am more com- much more comfortable with the uncertainty than I was many years ago. So what I, what I saw was, and as I began to review the situation, I began to see that, you know, the me that picked up the phone and started making these calls and really trying to get to the bottom of this was the same me that I remember five years ago, 10 years ago, 15, 20, and 25 years ago. And the further I look back, not that I want to get caught up in analyzing this because I don't, because I know ultimately analyzing this will not help. And it certainly, this is not about self-improvement for me. I'm not trying to necessarily improve myself or be a different version of myself. I'm simply wanting to be more open to who I actually am as a human being and ultimately to take responsibility for my choices and my actions and to be empowered and also to love others unconditionally and to be accountable to other people when the situation calls for it. But in this case, what I found was that there was this me that was just, it was completely, that's what's so stunning to me. And this is the last thing I want to say about this is the automaticity of this. It was almost like in a way I was this programmed robot reacting just the way I would, who would have reacted in 2005, maybe even earlier than that. It's astounding to me, maybe even in the late nineties. Uh, that I, you know, this is, this is who I robotically became because of the fact that I, I, I essentially reacted this way because I'm human. And that's, and I started, I was starting to search for a reason. And the beautiful part is that I have no idea why that is. I honestly can say now I have no idea why I reacted this way. Uh, I can spend the rest of my life trying to search for reasons, but then those are just thoughts too. If I think I know why I'm doing this, then I'm just caught up being busy, being the person thinking I know why I react this way. It's really about just being aware that there is something, you know, if I'm triggered by something, then that gives me an opportunity to sit with that. And whatever comes up, comes up. And maybe I'll never know. Maybe this will be a complete mystery. And that is also part of the benefit of mindful practice, mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice is that I want to be able to allow myself, I don't want to try to be this way. I don't want to improve myself into this but I want to be able to be more open to living in this mystery of life and not knowing why I continue to be triggered by certain things. And I can, I can do the inner child work, so to speak. I can do the inner healing work and I can continue this practice, but I, there, is no, uh, there is no goal of getting to a certain place where I've transcended this or I'm beyond it. Really what I found was yesterday, what I want to share ultimately, and this is where this is all coming together uh, at the end of this, is that I eventually, after making these phone calls, I became aware of what I was doing and that I was reacting. And I could sense that this was something that was based in an old model and an old pattern of responding to fear in a certain way and fear of loss and and the insecurity around that. And I began to love myself unconditionally and do, you know, do internal practices, not be really not, not important to speak about this because it's beyond the scope of what I'm sharing, but to ultimately take care of myself. And every, everyone has this opportunity ultimately to find their own unique way to take care of themselves emotionally and internally. And then I was able to stop and catch myself and realize that I really didn't have to be as fearful as I thought I did. I began to take stock of, and this is not in a form of analysis, but just to realize that the world was not going to end. If this particular work situation or arrangement was going to end, I know that I did, I did my best. I did everything that I could do. This was an organization I was working with that had a complete ownership shakeup and a complete management shakeup. All the players, except for a couple, were gone. 
and I found myself let, you know, kind of left behind. And there was definitely this sense of uh, the inner child being triggered of, well, hey, what about me? What about me? What, what, what happens to me? And uh, that's just how it is. And uh, being able to be mindful of that, knowing that there is this, uh, this ability to care for myself and not get caught up in being this lost inner child that uh, was left behind, so to speak, that I can really continue and, and, and have gratitude for the work that I do have, for the business that I do continue to do, for the relationships that I continue to have. And I just, it, it was almost as if I was starting to, after I made the, the, the phone calls to apologize to these two people, then there was this, I could catch myself in the act of, and there again, that's not in a judge, judgmental way, but I began to start making this plan of how I was going to contact the uh, the new owner and what I was going to do and feeling like somehow I wasn't a priority. But to see, those are all just thoughts. Those are all just beliefs that I was really identifying with and really taking seriously. And I was causing so much suffering for myself because I really don't know what these new people are thinking. I have no way to know. And I realize as someone who works remotely uh, and always has that, you know, there is an aspect of this being out of sight and out of mind. In some cases, that's a very good thing. In some cases, it's not. But this is the life and the path that I've chosen. So I began to realize that I could just let go. I didn't need to do anything. I could just be in this. And I could begin to come back to my breath, to come back to my own being and to feel my feet on the ground and to be here now in this moment and be present and the only way I could do that and begin to find peace again and to continue my day because I still ultimately wanted to discharge my responsibilities to the other people I work with. And the only way I can do that is by mindfully coping, by actually being mindful, by practicing this. And at the same time, I can't necessarily always stop during the day and practice, but I can practice. I, when I refer to mindful coping, I am ultimately speaking about the ability that we, we practice being able to be mindful on our feet in the middle of life while it's all happening. And it was wonderful to actually see myself giving myself that gift yesterday of being able to practice mindful coping, to continue with my day and to end the day and go into the stillness of the day and not torture myself the way that I used to about what happened, why did it happen? Why did why was I forsaken? Why was I why was I left behind and not even told that? And I can just, I can actually be here and I can actually be so grateful and find the joy uh, in what is happening right now because there is so much. I just, I just have to allow myself to do it. And I wasn't ever able to do this before until I discovered mindfulness practice. And that is the gift that I want to share right now is that ultimately this is what makes it possible. Someone who used to literally fall apart uh, and, and completely come apart at the seams emotionally in times when I was triggered to be able to engage in this practice and have that change, uh, to me, that's miraculous. Knowing me the way I know me, and I know no one else can really know my past and know me in this way, but I will say that I've seen so many people that I've worked with with this modality that ultimately find that this gift keeps on giving, and it really, really does, and it's incredibly healing, and I'm incredibly grateful to be able to share this with others.